Love is in the air, and Asians are at the box office. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Every week we open with a song. Oh, yeah. It's a party in here. Wow. Strobe lights. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, everyone, to episode three of the longest naming show of all time, L-A-O-F-C-S Weekly Episode 3 Thank you for tuning in It is a love-filled episode this week Everything's about rom-coms Everything's about love And we're ready to talk about it But first, I am Scott Menzel I am the founder of this wonderful organization And today I have two wonderful members with me. I have Wendy Lee and Michael Lee. Hi, happy to be here. So go ahead, introduce yourselves, tell us where we can find you. Hi you guys, I'm Wendy Lee Zaney. You can find me on YouTube at the Movie Couple channel where my husband and I talk about movies, trailer reactions, and so much more. Hi, I'm Michael Lee and you can find me at uh, com or thatsitla.com. Very nice, guys. So how this show works, you know, just in case you haven't tuned in yet, it's basically a segment show. We do four different segments. There's the movie pick of the week, which is what we open up with. And how that works is we, as a group, we have a Facebook page and it's private so no one else can see it. And essentially, we put all the movies that come out for this week uh, and every week, um, and we vote on them. And we have a movie pick of the week, and that's going to be said in just a few seconds. The other sections of this, the little segments that we're doing, is Indie Spotlight, where we shine a light on something that could be either streaming, it's new in theaters, or it's new to Blu-ray. And then finally, we have a Retro Rewind, which is an older movie that we love, something that we're passionate about that we we want to recommend to people to revisit um and this whole week it's going to be uh romantic comedy themed and which is why the final special topic is going to be romantic movies where we're just going to keep gushing over romantic (laughs) movies so uh without further ado do we have our little drum roll ready to go i could make one all right movie pick of the week time Yes, you can't guess it. It is Crazy Rich Asians. So I'm going to shut the hell up right now, and I'm going to turn it over to Wendy and Michael. What were your initial thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians? Well, I've been been a reader of the book. Like, the second I heard they were making the movie, I'm like, all right, this is what I do every time there is a book adaptation, or not every time, but I try, (laughs) because there's so many books out there, and I only have so little time. But then I was like, all right, I have a long commute. Let me download it, you know, an audio book. I listened to it and I was I became so obsessed over it that I downloaded book two and three and I finished it on time for this movie. So I was beyond excited for uh, to see kind of how the book plays out on screen for the adaptation. I was beyond excited to see this all Asian cast come together and see how they're going to play out on the screen because it's not like they're just like these are in my eyes really really talented actors. Constance Wu, I love her on Fresh Off the yeah. Boat. Like she kills it as Jessica Huang and Michelle Yao. Like you or Yo, you just you can't like she does no wrong in my eyes. So right there, you already had my ticket. And you added on all the other actors and actresses and the director. I was like, I'm sold. This is this is like one of the movies I was look most looking forward to this year. Yeah, 
How yeah. about for you, Mike? Uh, I loved it as well. Uh, what I was surprised about is that now in 2018, it took 25 years, mm-hmm. yeah, more or less, to get to this point, and um, that really speaks to the whole, you know, lack of representation that we've been, you know, seeing. And now that we've have it, I'm hoping to see you know, more films not only speak to the Asian experience, but just having. Asian characters just as part of the community that they just whole happen to be Asian and um, yeah so as for the film itself I, I like that it explored that it was so layered really nicely and it explored so many dichotomies basically um, I said this in my initial tweet that um, you know it, it goes with the dichotomies of Asian versus Asian American you know, mm-hmm. a social class uh, rich versus commoner and uh, the identity, um, not identity, but uh, upbringing, basically traditional versus. I don't want to say contemporary, but more circumstantial mm-hmm. in, in regards to um, Rachel Chu's character. As you know, I don't want to get into spoilers, but it's just circumstantial, basically, in her upbringing. So I was surprised that it brought in all those perspectives so nicely, and it didn't really say which one was right, which one was wrong. It just brought in uh, more sympathetic points of view, basically. And I really appreciated that. As and as an Asian-American, I was just like, wow, I can really relate to that story because every time I go overseas, um, I can feel that sort of distance, um, mm-hmm. especially since since I am uh, a banana, per se. <laughs> I am such a banana. <laughs> and um, and it, it, it's, there, there is that gap um, that you know, I I don't really speak my um, the Indonesian language very well, and uh, I can see it. There's that I keep going to the same gap, but it's just they they look at you not look at you differently. It's, it's addressed in the film that they, they see you differently, even though you have the skin, and yet this film addresses that so eloquently and so beautifully. And I was like, wow, I I, I just love it. Yeah, to speak from like my own experience, I, I grew up, I was born and raised in Taiwan, yeah. but I came over at such a young age at this point, like when I go home, I'm, I'm considered Asian American because I've been so like westernized because I, you know, like gone, gone to school here, like my Chinese definitely is not as good as it used to be. I can still read it. I can still write it. My handwriting is awful now, but I can still communicate, but not as well as I used to. Like when I used to be able to like speak Chinese really eloquently and now it's like elementary because that's when I left so yeah. that's about the skill that I that I have um, so I do like after watching this film I was like okay first of all I need to practice more and two I really saw where Rachel was coming from when, when she met Nick's family and I was like the expectations and their view on an Asian born girlfriend versus an Asian American girlfriend mm-hmm. is quite different because the mentality and your upbringing is different I'm not saying one is better or worse I'm just saying it's different yeah, yeah. I, I mean the funny thing for me watching this movie is that this is a movie for everyone and, and and it's funny because every time a movie like this comes out, you know, there's there's so much talk about, oh, my God, this what this means to the Asian community. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because as someone who grew up in a household where um, four of my brothers are black, you know, I've I, it's weird to look at movies that way. I, I've never really had that mentality, you know, like, oh, this is a black movie. This is an Asian movie and stuff like that. So. When I'm watching this movie, I'm just like, this is a movie that everyone could appreciate. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's interesting that now we're like showing this. Like last week we talked about Black Klansmen, you mm-hmm. know, and the, and that movie, you know, 
in the traditional days, you know, before it would have been, that's a black movie. Now, now it's essentially everyone wants to see it. Yeah. And I think this movie has the potential of opening doors that more of these types of movies can be made mm-hmm. and that people can forget what the person looks like on screen. Yeah. Forget the color of their skin. Forget, you know, what their background is and just appreciate it. But with that being said, as someone who was not familiar with the culture, I learned a lot from this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, the there's a scene without spoiling anything where they're sitting down and they're making dumplings together mm-hmm. yes. and yes. learning about how elaborate <laughs> the weddings were yeah. and the different social classes and how their viewpoints on family and wealth are so much different than Asian Americans yeah. where they're yeah. just kind of like, we're just trying to live the dream like everyone else here <laughs> right. and we want to do what we love. Yeah. And, you know, for Constant Wu's character to be constantly d- looked down upon mm-hmm. because she she has a good job. Yeah. Like, let's be real. She has a good job. She teaches economics at NYU, right? Yeah. It's like, that's not a bad job, but Ooh. like to be kind of like looked upon like, oh, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you follow your passion. Right. I, I just I just found that to be so incredibly um, relevant, especially to today, because I feel like younger kids, younger generations, millennials specifically, mm-hmm. are always struggling with that because yeah. they really want to follow their passions and they're they're having a hard time. So I think this movie is very relatable to pretty much anyone. But yeah. I also loved that I got a little bit of a, a history lesson per se when I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. And and I and I love how rich it was in, in the culture. I don't I don't know as much about specifically Singaporean culture. So that kind of was eye opening for me too. And just like I know the landscape and I and I know the city is beautiful, but like what really got to me in this movie was the food because they kept on showing oh the food. Oh my yes. god. And yes. I was just eating my popcorn. I'm like, this is so boring compared to what they're having on screen. So it's like the next time I go, I literally want to make a reservation at Ding Tai Fung and then oh watch gosh. that movie and then go eat some dumplings afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you and I talked about that. I, I think that's a great way to experience it. Shout out to the Alamo Draft House for actually doing that. You know, I think that's great that they're actually inspired by this film. They actually created a menu just for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was worried, you know, me and my, my the other Michael Lee, <laughs> who's not part of our group, um, you know, he was he was worried that it was just going to be like this racist menu, right? But they actually, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but they actually did a very authentic menu. Yeah. So I'm it really happy really about that. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the food. Um, man, when Rachel and, and, and Nick, right? Yeah. When they when they get to Singapore the first time and they go out with the, the friend mm-hmm. and they sit down that food like that food court area, I was just like I'm like, man, where is this? I'd like I yeah. wanna go just to eat that food. And legit that is all legit real. yeah, that, in, because, in Asia, I don't know how it is in Indonesia, but like in Taiwan like we have street fairs and I've been going to it since I was little and it's just just like street vendor after street vendor and everything smells really good and everybody's yelling at you because they want you to buy their stuff from their stall not the next person next to you who's selling the exact same thing it's amazing yeah because I've been to Singapore once like 10 years ago so <laughs> wow. it, it is just as as it looks basically so beautiful it's, it's always bustling and you see friends just like picking over you know each other and it just feels so real because they shot it over there obviously and it's just Everyone's just hard at work, and to the to the film's point, they they said, um, you know, there's five star Michelin people there, and it's just simple street food, and yet it's so tasty, so wonderful. It's not sophisticated in any sort of way, and that's what I appreciated because it got into the, like the heart of Singapore basically, and it's it it made it 
feels so real and just puts that um it, it doesn't focus on too much of the wealth basically like that gets into it later but it just shows this other side of people that just hard-working blue-collar sort of sort of people that are working there yeah mm-hmm. yeah maggie maggie ma who's in our group um basically told me that uh, my confusion in the beginning was what was going on in the beginning with the the cell phone and how quickly everything was going on? Like I'm like, how did everyone know? And she said, No, that's very authentic. That's it's, how it's it authentic. is. Yeah, even the it's color. Authentic. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like yeah. it's like yeah, like um, my mom and I like we obviously we can't text because right. because you know it's international. So we have what do we have? We have we use Line and and it's 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 because there's <laughs> no a time line. difference there too. So there's a, a little I would have to say there's a little bit of like suspension of disbelief how quickly yes. that that it got around <laughs> it's it's a, you have to suspend a little bit because but it's fun to kind of watch the frenzy of the text messages yes. happening in social media all over the place but it does spread and like that's that's literally how it is yeah. like like if i do something here and i tell my mom or i tell a friend who knows my mom or i post it on facebook and then like every single person in my family knows and they're asking me about this thing and then it's turned into something else and i'm like wait but what I just posted one thing and now it's, everybody's turned it blown up to this whole big deal when it was nothing at all. I mean, it happens over in like course of like a day or two. That's yeah, funny. Pretty much. I like that was the one part I was like, how did this really go on? Like, I'm like, does this really happen? So I was like, you know, I asked and then I asked Laura too. And it was just funny because they were like, no, that that's, that's yeah. how it is. Yeah. Word gets around very quickly. And I was yeah. like, Oh, okay. Um, do you guys think that this movie has any chances for uh, any uh, awards? I I would like to think so. Maybe it wouldn't be up for something like like an Oscar, like Best Picture. But I would like Popular to see award. it. For, like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, you know what? If that's that's the thing, it's gonna yeah. have a shot. <laughs> right. That's that's very true. But um, possibly for music and costume design. Okay. And, or, or set design or something. I like think that. set design too, because yeah. just that wedding scene alone, which is in the trailer, that. It's was gorgeous. Just yes. so, so flawless yes. and beautiful. I can't believe I how elaborate crying, that was. Yeah. Literally crying during that scene. So, yeah. yeah it was... I, I, I really would love to see Constant Wu get something for this. I mean, I know it's it's a long shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've had already many strong female performances this year. And we're not even at award season yet. Yeah. So we have so many coming out. But I just thought her, her performance was so rich in terms of not only comedy, mm-hmm. but the heart. And like that scene where she had the standoff with Eleanor. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. just like, again, not trying to spoil anything, but like it was just so emotionally powerful. And she just nailed it. She was just like, I'm a strong woman. I don't give a shit what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. And Constance Wu, she definitely has a knack for, for comedy, which is what Fresh Off the Boat is. It's a sitcom. And she is so fantastic in that one. Right. And I was thinking, can she make the switch to kind of the, the mainstream lead? And she, I, she's a very strong actress and she's multidimensional. And also having to act opposite you know, actors like uh, very well trained actress uh, like Michelle. It's it's kind of like you you got to think you have to prepare yourself for for doing a scene with her because you how do you not just like Gaga eyes all over? You're like, oh my god, I'm talking to her, but I got to stay in my scene. And then also her co star Henry. This was his first first, first feature role. He was oh. a TV travel TV host beforehand. So he's it's not like he's like not he's you know familiar with the space, but movie versus TV is it's quite different. I would like to think so. I think he handled it really, really well, too. Extremely charming. I was just like, every time he spoke, I felt like I melted a little bit with the British accent. I was like, oh, my God, can we please just... So I just... Their their dynamic and chemistry is so strong, and they made me tear up 
I boohooed in the wedding scene. Yeah. I just and there, yeah. and there were no words. There were right. no words. Yes, I know. And I sat there. Maybe the music too, because the music was gorgeous oh, yeah. in that the scene. The way it came up, yes. But I've, I've seen the movie twice now, and I've <laughs> cried both times. And I'm like trying to hide my face. I was like, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I thought that it was just so well done. You know, it, it takes a story. Let this is where I'll just be honest. Like the story of this movie, for the most part, like. You kind of know where it's going. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a rom-com. It's, it's a, a rom-com. rom-com. It's, it's generic. But what makes rom-com so great, as we'll talk about later on, is that the performances and the writing is so damn strong yeah. that you just can't help connect with every one of these characters. And this is one of the first films that I've seen in quite some time where I felt no matter how big the role is or how small the role is, mm-hmm. everyone mattered and everyone brought their A-game. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Especially, well, in the book, like, Araminta played a huge part and I love that it was Gemma Chen and I think yes. she brought this, like, this sophisticated and um, just air to, to Astrid that was in the book and it's like, they, they're just... It's like if you open the book to a dictionary and you look like Astrid, see Gemma Chen and yeah, like, the same person. So elegant. And I also want to... Shout out Aquafina because she steals every oh single gosh. scene she was in. There's one particular scene. I've seen it twice now, right? Everybody busts out in the same scene. You guys know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. Like the entire theater just erupts oh, laughter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Best scene ever. Yeah. She's great. She's great. And I, I think she's she's gonna have a really successful career yeah, ahead I think of her. So. I think so. Um so we do a uh, a rating of this out of ten. Uh, what would you guys say as your rating out of 10? Oh, God. That's so hard. I will have to give this movie out of 10, right, you said? Yeah. 9 out of 10. Uh, okay. I think, if, I think, and it was already a, at a full two hours and one minute, and so this is more like me being really, really selfish because there, there's other parts in the book that I really want to see play out more. There's certain characters that didn't quite have... Mm-hmm. I can't spoil it. Yes, I know. So, yeah. and, and very I don't wanna, hard. Yeah, so, so it's like me selfishly, I wish we could have had three hours of this so the entire book would have played out exactly it was. But I also really like what they added to, the, to, to you know, um, what they changed a little bit to make it work for the movies. So a 9 out of 10 for me. Okay. I would have to agree, 9 out of 10. I didn't read the book. I'm just starting to, actually. And yes. um, it's it's so beautiful. And it's just, I recognize the slang because I, I overhear it with, you know, it's just, it all, rec- I recall everything. And it's like, oh, wow, that's that's what I used to say. Or that's, what, <laughs> no, that's what I hear my friends or my cousins say. So, yeah, it, it, it hits all those nuances pretty well. And, um, yeah, I would have to say 9 out of 10 as well. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit lower, not not much. Eight point five for me. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's yeah. Good score. I, 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 score yeah. I think this is. I think this is it's certified a certified fresh. It is certified fresh. <laughs> um, it is a a refreshing take on the rom com. Yeah. Um, I, I am. I am for more of these movies. I know they have a planned multiverse of these movies coming. If I you mean, read the book, did. you would know why you need to stay through for the mid credit scene. Yes. Stay yes. through for that, and then, <laughs> and then watch the credits. There you go. Somebody yes. has a really good agent. Yeah, someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Let's just say. say yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so moving on to our next topic, uh, we're going to do Indie Spotlight. Okay. Uh, Michael, since we open with Wendy, let's go with you. I will have to say that the indie, my Indie Spotlight is um, to all the boys I loved before. Um, this is based on the Jenny Han book of the same name, and... It features Lana Condor as the lead, um, 
playing Laura, and she is absolutely fantastic in this. And what I liked most about this was it was it reminded me of all those teenage rom-coms that I've watched before, and it was it had all those elements of the lovesick uh, lead who has this uh, fascinated, I, I guess like conflated idea of what a relationship is like because she's watched so many rom-coms and read so many of these uh, books before. So she doesn't, I guess it's sort of distorted and she, she has this um, vision that it should be like this when it's really not. It's more complicated than that. And it, not to get too spoilery, but it's just, just basically like a 10 Things I Hate About You or um, all those fake relationship movies where she has to, you know, in order to avoid um, another crush, because she's basically in the film, she writes five letters to these um, people that, uh, to, the, to her crushes, but she never sends them out. And one day these letters get out and in order to avoid one boy, she has to um, go into a fake relationship with another boy, um, another crush. And so it, it, it unravels in a way that she never expected, but at the same time, she learns more about herself and what relationships are like and um, that not all things are what they appear to be, at least over what she reads. And um, what I liked most about this is I saw, and speaking to uh, Crazy Rich Asians, that there was an Asian lead. And um, going back to the idea of what I said about um, having more of their stories and everything, this had an Asian lead, but it never makes a point of saying, oh, uh -huh. I am Asian. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I kind of appreciated about Crazy Rich Asians and this film. Crazy Rich Asians had its point of saying, this is an Asian film. We want to tell our story. And this one is not so much, but it's just, it's refreshing to see another person of color and minority in at a lead role. And that's what I appreciated about this film. Did you see it one day? I've never seen it, and now this is going to be on my on my list because I, I I googled it last night. I was like when I was prepping for this, I was like oh, I don't have time to watch it. I have, time, I have well, to it finish all these other movies. But uh, I am definitely going to check this out. It, it looks like I'm just looking at the picture now, and it just looks it's got rom com written all over it's it, and I am all for it. I saw it. And you hate I didn't like it. it. Oh, Scott. It was I did so not cute. like it. I'm so, sorry. It was adorable, honestly. I I actually I. I, and I, you know, they asked me to write a review, and I actually did not write a review for this movie because, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I work for an independent outlet. I, I run my own outlet. Um, so I pretty much can pick and choose what I want to review, what mm -hmm. I want to cover. And and sometimes it's, it's for the better because yeah. um, I did not hate this movie. It just did not work for me. Okay. And what, what for me, um, they asked me to review it, and I said to them, I politely declined and I said listen I said I did not like this movie I said my wife and I both watched it she did not like this movie that much either so I said but I support the initiative here I want I want more of these stories being told so I'm not going to publicly go on record and say like oh I didn't like this blah 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 so I just said I appreciate the effort mm. I'm sure it's going to work for certain people it didn't work for me but what, what was it exactly? Was it like the yeah. pacing or just um, like, like the story or the, or the interactions between the characters? The, chemistry, yeah. the struggle for me with the movie was just that I found it very slow. Okay. And I, and I found it very predictable. Mm -hmm. And the main girl was really good. But I feel like all the secondary characters were very weak. 
Okay. And I and I didn't think the acting was very strong for them. So like some of the dialogue was a little cringy for me. Um, you know, and was it too millennial? Is it yeah. too millennial? Yeah, there, there, there is that generational yeah. gap between. So it'd be great for the younger. Yeah, I because think so. probably be great for me because I'm into in it. This. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I, gonna like it. I think. I think so. I mean, it's it's it was weird that both me and Ashley watched it. You know, as as we're we're suckers for romance. Like, let's just put, be honest. You know, <laughs> I recommend uh, two weeks ago. I recommended Dog Days on the show because I, I I love you know I enjoyed it for what it was, but I did. There was just this weird disconnect with me. Um, you know, and, and I felt bad. But you know, it's weird because. You look at this and you look at the hard work. You know it's based on a book. You know a lot of passion went into it. So it's it's weird as a, as a film critic because I'm a film lover first. I always say that. And uh, when I watch a movie and I just, it, it when it just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I think a movie's <laughs> bad. It just, it just didn't work. Like, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it. Like, yeah, I, no, I, I, I wasn't it. sucked into it. Just, it. Yeah. it did, like, yeah. the relationships just didn't, didn't work. Yeah, it didn't on, speak on, to on me. It doesn't connect to you. Yeah, yeah. and I just, I was disappointed because I was hoping that, like, oh, my God, this is going to be another great movie, yeah. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall in love with it. And uh, I, I, this is just really trans- <laughs> being, me, me being really transparent. About an hour in, I said to Ash, I said, um, how much longer is this? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, Wendy, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is Juliet Naked. And that it's really funny because when I saw the title, I was like, what is this? <laughs> and it, the title does not suggest to me romantic no. comedy at all. No. Um, and so I was like, I'll give it a watch. I watched it. I love Rose Byrne. We were talking about her on yes. Facebook earlier. And she's just crushes everything she's in. Um, I think specifically comedy. Like, she's got a real knack she's very for versatile, comedy. Actually. Like, in yeah. Bridesmaids. Yeah, Bridesmaids, she's she's yeah. hilarious. Um, Ethan Hawke. Chris- oh, Spy. Yeah, that's Neighbors. right. Neighbors. Neighbors. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh. She's oh, the best yeah. part of Neighbors for me. She's just, she's just, she just lights up the screen. I, I really watch. I, I like her because she pulls in the viewers. And just, like, every... I kind of hang on to every word she says. Like, I don't know if it's, like, the British accent or whatever. But in this movie specifically, I was like, yes, please talk more. Um, <laughs> she's in this movie with Chris O'Dowd, Ethan Hawke. So, Chris O'Dowd and her, there are a couple and he just does not treat her right he doesn't abuse her but he does not pay her enough attention because all of his time and attention goes to Tucker Crow this musician that he idolizes mm. he's got his own like room and shrine you guys you know dedicated and I was like but this is look at her like you're dating up man yeah. like take a look at your lady and she's just kind of I think grown complacent in this relationship so it yeah. wasn't until Juliet Naked came in a package you know and they had a disagreement because of their opposing views on this record they kind of started to cr- their 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 relationship started to crack more. I would say I wouldn't say starting to crack now because I feel like it already was. Yeah. And her and Tucker Crow just meet in the most ironic yet unconventional way yes, because yes. they met via her boyfriend's blog dedicated to Tucker Crow, and yes. he was like, "I agree with what you say." And it's just it's just nice to see that like internet relationship kind of kind of it seemed just harmless because. She just needed someone to talk to. Like, her own boyfriend wasn't talking to her, and he paid attention to her. And he was like, you can have your opinion. I don't mind if we're opposing. And they just, they were able to talk like adults. And I think she was, she got a taste of, like, I like this friendship. And they continued on. So I I just really enjoy watching all three of them actually, like, blossom through the movie where, you know, like... Everybody has their wins, and everybody has their, like, their faults, too. And you, this movie really explore everybody's faults where where no one's perfect and there's growing pains and you see when it comes 
the, to the end how, how everybody ends up. And it's not like the most perfect, happy, bubbly ending, but I'm happy with it. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic movie. You saw it? I saw Yeah, I saw it last night. And um, yes. there, <laughs> it was, it, I wouldn't say fantastic, but it was just, it was light and it wasn't too sophisticated or anything. But there was this air of unpredictability that I liked about it. It's like, you don't know where these characters are going because mm-hmm. they're there's so many elements at play, like you said, about their faults and everything that, oh, did I make the right decision to go with this person or go to a relationship with this person? But then she sees the current relationship that she has. So it's like, you know, I should probably go explore this avenue instead. And yeah. uh, it's it's fun and, whim- and whimsy, basically. It's the way I would like to put it. Um, it's just that it... it, it it's easily digestible, basically. Yeah, That's how yeah, I would put yeah, it, basically. Yeah. Um, it doesn't ask too much of you. It just says, you just watch and, you know, make your own opinions of this at, at the end. such a good way to put it. Like, it's a very relaxing film to watch. <laughs> like, I just, like, sat... I just sat in my chair and I was just, like, hooked until the end. I was like, all right. I feel... And I felt relaxed watching this yeah. movie, too. Sometimes in rom-coms, like, you get so into because they usually have like the villain and you're like Ugh, I really don't <laughs> like this person when they're and it's like even though Chris O'Dowd's character has I would say he's more of like the villain like the antagonist yeah, yeah, in yeah. this movie but I didn't hate him because no. I, I understood where he was coming from yeah. too so it was like a nice relaxing watch for me all the way through I think it's it, it's it's a fun movie but what really works about this movie is the chemistry between the three actors mm-hmm. um, Ethan Hawke this year is just slaying it I mean he was in First Reform. I don't know if you guys seen I that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, you guys are, you know, when the screeners come rolling it. around, I, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to watch it, okay? It's it's not a feel-good movie like this one, oh. but he gives an amazing performance. Probably one of the career best wow. of him. Terrific. I'll have it, yeah. This, this movie, though, it, it, in, a, in a weird way, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, watching this and, and watching Chris O'Dowd's character... Does it remind you a little bit about what we do for a living? How like we become <laughs> how, how yeah. we become like so obsessed with something that we love? Like we're we're always ingrained in film, and yeah. we're always talking about it and obsessing over it. And it kind yeah. of blinds us. And, too. It, and, and and I often yeah. and I mean me, it's a parallel. Me and yeah. Wendy are both married, and I, and yeah. I know that uh, every once in a while I. I feel like I have to take Ashley away, and I'm sure you know your mm-hmm. uh, your husband needs to take yeah. take take you away I mean, to get away from everything and yeah. focus. But, yeah, like l- luckily we have a lot of the same interests, so yeah. we like like we're gonna go see movies on the weekends, anyways. But it, <laughs> but it's it's more of like it's more like me where I'm like I gotta create content every day, I gotta shoot something, you know. So so this movie is like a nice reminder to be like don't end up like that don't don't build a room of shrines of whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have that. I don't yeah. have that. I agree. I agree. I just, I just, thought, I saw this at Sundance, and I just, I, you know, it's, it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it's so feel good, yeah. and it's so yeah, light, and it's so charming that you just can't help but fall in love with it. And mm-hmm. those characters just, they sell it. It's a three-person movie, really. Yeah. I mean, there's another, really per- there's another person that comes in, but really, it's the main it's three people person. on yeah. the poster mm-hmm. that make it work. Yep. So uh, for my pick, uh, very quickly, um, you guys have not seen this movie. Uh, If you're tired and you're just looking for something dumb, (laughs) dumb fun is how I would describe this movie. And it it does, in a weird way, have kind of a love story in it. Uh, It's kind of weird and unexpected. Um, But it's called The Package. And it's a movie... Which I don't know if the, there's a the trailer. Does the, does, 
Does the trailer actually give this away? Because some people some people said it does, and some people said it doesn't. Let's just say a bunch of friends go out into the woods, an accident happens, and the aftermath of that accident takes up the remaining seventy five minutes of this movie. What I appreciated about this film was that it just went for it. Like it knew it was stupid, (laughs) and it just kept getting dumber and dumber nice. and dumber and I just was like you know what this is enjoyable because it's so damn stupid like it wasn't trying to be like oh we're gonna be really smart here <laughs> we're gonna do something really creative it's just like how can we take this scenario yeah make it happen in the first place and then keep going with it and the extremes <laughs> that they went with this movie is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious. I I don't. It's not a, again. It's not a great film. Like this is not like somewhere I'm like ten out of ten. It's like a nice like six point five seven. But it's just an enjoyable dumb movie. If you're into recreational activities, probably best enjoyed on them okay. or drunk or something like that. But I just really <laughs> really. I, I, uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't really engage in either. But I I found myself maybe it was just the mood i was in i just i went along with it i, expe- so I expected funny. to hate it yeah I it's on my, it. i added it to my list on netflix so yeah, that's, that's my, what we're watching this queue. weekend yeah yeah, yeah. 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 and then, then you can say scott you have terrible taste. <laughs> you have terrible taste. but you like crazy rich agents so you're okay yeah <laughs> um moving on to our retro rewind this is very weird okay so a little spoiler for this is that we all picked a romantic comedy from the year 1999. It's not planned. It was no, really it was really wasn't. It was, it was, it was, it was really unintentional. Yeah. But it was so strange because when I saw those two and I Googled them and I said, I got to look and see if I could find one from 1992. <laughs> and it was actually like two or three that I could have talked about. So I'm like, perfect, sold. It's so uh, funny. Wendy, which, which is your pick? I picked, oh God, I can't remember what I picked. She's all that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what did I pick? Pick she's all that. Rachel, Rachel Lee Cook, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who I've had the pleasure of meeting. Uh, he's a very nice guy. Yes. Um, and it's just like, you know, your, your I don't want to say run of the mill, but it's a Cinderella, <laughs> it's a Cinderella story. Where, you know, the school, I would say, like, the nerdy, geeky, um, where back then it wasn't cool. It is now. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's yeah, art, right. You know, she's, like, she's really into art. Right. And then the poor thing, you know, and she's just a victim of a horrible bet. But the outcome of that is the guy actually saw her for who she was and fell in, in love with her. And the bad thing is, and you kind of see this play on Crazy Rich Asians, too, where the, the girls who wanted to be with Freddie Prince Jr.'s character really try to sabotage everything that she did or what she's doing pretended to be her friend got her to kind of like lower her guards and trust Mm -hmm. them and then just like wiped out her feet from under her and i was just like that's that's not nice and like i love the the antagonist in this one because she's just you know that like like high school beautiful uh like the plastics kind of like you know like in mean girls like she's just like she was perfect because i was like man yeah like if i was in high school like i want to be her too and she's so cool um but she's she's not the nicest person so I, I just I just like as like a nice well rounded movie where the girl at the end stands up you know and just she's like I can't be by you know be who I am still got the guy even if I didn't have the guy who cares I learned my lesson and here is me moving forward from this and and I just like you know it's just like a nice 
fun 90s like just to think back and i was like man like these movies were so good what happened to them yes <laughs> yes very true michael what's your pick my pick is 10 things i hate about you and this was one of the movies where i was transitioning from eighth grade to high school so like going back to um to all the, um to the always boys i've loved before it gave me a distorted vision of what high school could be like, I guess. <laughs> and, it, well, not so much because then I saw all the clicks, but then it wasn't as um, aggressive, I guess. But the film is based on the Shakespeare play um, Taming of the Shrew, mm-hmm. basically, and Julia Stiles is, and uh, Heath Ledger star in it, and both, both of them are basically pawns in this way of getting to um, this one girl. Um, <laughs> Bianca. Bianca. Mm-hmm. See, I, it's, it's escaping mm-hmm. my mind right now. But Bianca, and that's who Jordan Gordon-Levitt's character wants to date. But, you know, in order for her to date, you know, she has to get uh, Kat to date. And so they, it's just like an um, intertwining story of how to make this actually work. And it actually works. And it, it should be confusing, but it, no, it actually works because if we order the play... It kind of plays out like that, but more in a, a contemporary, if I can say, contemporary <laughs> kind of way. And um, what I love most about this is it felt, uh, all the performance felt genuine and, and sincere. And they, um, not they, but um, Heath Ledger and uh, Julia Stiles, Julia Stiles yeah. yeah, had so much fantastic chemistry with each other. Um, you could tell that even though they had this rough and you know exterior that even though they were pawns they were lowering their guard and they were slowly starting to fall for each other even though their parts of their relationship started to crack um, because of honesty or mistakes like not not mistakes but circumstantial things or uh, it was revealed like oh you use me sort of thing and but in the end, it plays out like a typical high school rom-com where they fall, the right people fall in love with each other and the villain gets what he deserves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. I love both those picks, by the way. I think they're great. I own both of them. I'm pretty sure I own both of them on Blu-ray. Um, my pick is a little bit random. It's, it's something that I feel is a little bit more underappreciated, but it's also, I think, has become a cult classic. And that is Blast from the Past. Oh, wow. I've never seen this, actually. Oh. Oh, wow. So, so it this is going to be great. So it stars Brendan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone yes. and also Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek are the, the mother and father to Brendan Fraser's character. And it, it takes place, I think, in, and it starts off in the 50s. There's all this notice that they're going to drop the bomb, the nuke, the world's going to end, and they build a bomb shelter. And they they plan on living there. They have food supplies because he's a very, Christopher Walken's a very wealthy guy. He's been planning this for years. He knew knew something was going to happen. And what happens is, is that one day they hear a noise upstairs. You know, they they start building on the property. And he comes out of the bomb shelter and he doesn't know what's going on. And he's going around the city 
and he's trying to find his whereabouts, trying to find food and all this stuff. <laughs> and essentially, he, he goes to a pawn shop to try to auction off some baseball cards in order to get some money for groceries. <laughs> at, the, at the pawn shop, he meets Alicia Silverstone's character, who thinks he's a complete weirdo, but he's an innocent, nice guy. And they happen to just kind of have this weird, strange dynamic with one another. And it's the fish-out-of-water comedy, but it's also like a romantic comedy where the two of them just have this dynamic, this, this, this terrific dynamic where you just fall in love with both of them. He's such a cl- Brendan, uh, Brendan Fraser had such a long career in the 90s of playing these adorable characters yeah. like from Encino Man to even George of the Jungle <laughs> like uh, Dudley Do-Right he was just he was like that bumbling guy who just kind of like you loved and um, I thought this was movie was so creative and so different like you know it does follow the same again just like all these other movies it, it follows the same kind of predictable storyline like in formula. the end yeah. but at the end but the story that it's being told is very unique. It's very different. You, even today, we haven't seen another movie quite like it where they take the story and they try to replicate it. There, there hasn't been another movie like this. Um, and, and Dave Foley is in the movie from The Kids in the Hall and I, as, the, as the gay brother. And uh, I thought he was just fantastic as well. I, 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 I love this movie so much. I have the poster in my house. And um, it's just, I really, <laughs> really highly, rec- uh, highly recommend it if you have not seen it. That's so, awesome. I think yeah. I feel like I, like I need a rewatch. Yeah, yeah. now that you've it's, it's been a minute it. since I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 1999. So there <laughs> you go. Um, and then, so to kind of like wrap this up, we got about five minutes left on the show. So um, our special topic, of course, is going to continue what we've been talking about all show is uh, romantic comedies. So um, why don't we do uh, a brief kind of like, let's do about like a minute and a half each. Um, we'll start with you, Michael. What is. Two or three of your favorite romantic comedies of all time. Of all time. Well. I know. Um, I didn't prepare ooh, you for ooh. this. No, no, no. Pre- it's okay. One, one that immediately comes to mind is when I watched it in um, film history class. It's called, uh, I just had it. Uh, it could, it happened one night. I it could happen one night. It could yeah, yes, yes, yes. With, yeah, Clark Gable. Fantastic. That, that, that was, I've watched romantic comedies before, but there it was something about it that was just so magical, so, so I guess retro. Um, it was so um, that felt um, it just it just appealed to me. I don't, I don't know what what I can um, how I can describe it, but I was just like I've never seen a film like this before, and maybe because it was the black and white, maybe because it just felt um, so you know old and everything like that. It's just it spoke to me in in a way that I just it's indescribable. How about for you, Wendy? You got one? I'm, uh, I, I like my brain kind of literally went dead when you're like, pick one. I'm like, uh oh. Uh, and I, and, I, and, I, and I don't want to pick the same one that I talked about, so I'll just pick one that I've seen multiple times. Okay. Um, that I probably need a new DVD because like I've worn it out to this at this point. My best friend's wedding. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, if, oh if, yeah. If that's considered, yeah. is it's it's like the classic, rom like modern or modern rom-com of like the best friend you falling in love with the best friend pretending to be happy that he's found love elsewhere and it's not you and then trying to ruin his wedding you know because you're like no i'm the one for you i'm right for you not her don't choose her me with the classic line choose me choose me and like this is literally one of the most like movies one of the movies i quote the most 
because, you know, Cameron Diaz was hilarious in this movie. One of her best just, performances, I, I think. I loved her. I think so yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. I loved her in this. And she went from this, like, happy, giddy girl. And I was like, is she not going to see where Julie Roberts is coming is coming from she's coming for her man and it's you can't help but like her character usually when it's like the best friend in love with the other best friend who's about to get married you you know the movie tends to make you want to not like the girl you find something wrong with her like she's mean or she's trying to marry him for his money or whatever it is right and this isn't the case in this movie and she's just a sweetheart and then at the end you're kind of like Julia Roberts man you're screwing up like now so now she's got to fix the relationship with her best friend she's got to try to mend their relationship and she's got to try to you know, um, I guess get back in Cameron Diaz's good graces. So it was just, there's a lot of layers happening in this movie and it's just fun all the way through. And it has that great scene where they sing at the table. Oh That's my like, God. My, like my favorite scene. Like I haven't so seen this movie scenes. in like 10 to 15 <laughs> years, but I remember that scene. Yeah. Like it just, I remember yeah. watching that movie with my mom and that scene came on and everyone just clapped along. Yeah. Yep. And I just I, I, I do. I think that movie is, is terrific and, and very uh, I mean not an, not not underrated anymore, but at the time it was not a very big hit, I remember. It wasn't I that yeah, I don't well, I don't know, because like all my friends were talking about it, so we Maybe it just wasn't at the box office. I remember maybe, it didn't do that well. Maybe I saw when did that movie come out? Gosh, I, don't I don't remember. remember. I may have seen it on afterwards. Yeah, like when so it, it when became it, a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my favorite one uh, is Love Actually by <gasps> far. Oh, I I love Love Actually because it it basically knows exactly what it is, right? And it takes every single love story that we know from every single love romantic comedy love story, whatever it is, and it just blends them together. Yeah, and I mean. Colin, for, uh, I'm sorry, Hugh, Hugh Grant as the Prime Minister and his relationship with the, the Secretary Lady yes. there. Colin Firth and like going after the, the what is it, the maid? I forget I what it is. Yeah, housekeeper. Yeah, housekeeper, yeah, housekeeper. Yeah. housekeeper. Yeah. Uh, there, just dynamic chemistry as well. The whole thing with Alan Rickman oh. uh, and uh, oh. Emma Thompson, just a fantastic good story. Cast. Yeah, really good yeah. cast. And Richard Curtis, who's the director of that movie, he's, he always makes great films. Another one that he did was About Time with Domhnall Gleeson and Bill Nighy. Oh, Bill Nighy yeah. and, and oh, Love yeah. Actually. Oh my God! That's Christmas song. Oh man! All about Christmas. Christmas is all over, or whatever oh, it's called. Yeah. yeah, it's blanking on me because I'm talking about it. But as soon as I leave this, I can talk about it for 20 minutes and not flub. So, but I still I remember mean, that. Like, it's one of my favorite movie posters for rom coms. Oh it's yeah, so it's, it's, it's yeah, a, all the cast. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Little boxes. I watch it. It's one of those movies that I try to watch every year around the holidays because I just I feel like it just it never gets old. I I used to watch it all the time. And it's just, it's so great. Um, so that's it for our show today. Uh, if you like it, um, please like, comment, subscribe, listen to us on iTunes. We're all over the place. Um, you can also catch me at weliveentertainment.com. I also do a show called Black Tomatoes, which is every Sunday at 5 p.m. with Carla Renata. I'm also on Meet the Movie Press which is on Fridays at 9 o'clock right here on the Popcorn Talk Network. And guys, where can we find you? Where are you guys at? You want to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. Michael Lee at uh, geeks, geeksofdoom.com and that's it, la.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Wendy Lee Zaney and on YouTube at the Movie Couple channel. And hopefully in movies very soon. There you go. Thanks for watching, guys. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, 
We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.